Welcome, welcome. It's the Mina's House Podcast, episode 155. I'm Mina Say What? I'm Shayna B. Garnett Briscoe, a.k.a. Sherlock Homeboy. Dexter Stuckey, a.k.a. Dex the One. How was y'all Thanksgiving? Welcome back. Are we five pounds heavier? We are five pounds heavier for sure. I think it evened out. Really? Mm-hmm. Girl, I had lost five pounds. I had a quarantine 15 and then I lost five pounds and then I gained it back this week that I was off during Thanksgiving. So okay, I'm I a little a chunky. 25 and it's just not oh. going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that little Megan and Stalin body, yaddy, 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 body crazy to do my little workouts. Like I've been doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, my blood pressure be all high doing it. I be out of breath. <laughs> It takes some stamina to do that body dance. <laughs> Especially the part where she makes her butt jiggle. <laughs> I tried and failed. I was done. Uh, I want to say congratulations to Pooh because Pooh passed his test, his real realtor test today. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One more step. One more step. Get it, Pooh. Listen, so um, because of our guest, Jamisa, Pooh was inspired to take uh, real estate classes. See, y'all are inspiring people, Mina. You do something for us every week with these guests. <laughs> Look, I hope somebody out there is inspired. Look, all it takes is somebody to put the bug in your ear and then you just got to go with it. So one thing that I like about Garnett is you tell him something once and then he runs with it. So it's not somebody where you got to keep like, did you do this? Are you doing this? Like you only got to put a little spark in his in his head and then he's off to the races. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so let's get into what's in our feed because we have some very special guests joining the pod today. We have um, some ladies from the Grammy board, Deanna Williams and Helen uh, Bruner joining us. Now, these two are going to kind of break down how the Grammys do what they do, you know, based of our con- based off our conversation last week. And then also just how we're seeing this backlash of, again, as it happens every year of people being upset with the Grammys, more artists coming forward this year um the weekend drake big artists are saying that the grammys are just not what it is so we're going to talk to those ladies so they can explain to us how it happens so we're understanding of the process before we criticize and talk about it so Mm -hmm. they're going to be joining us uh later in the pod but first let's get into what's in our feed and jump right in it these covid numbers are crazy um We're seeing double what we saw during the first wave. But somehow I don't feel like people are taking it as serious this time. You know, the first time around, people were quarantined in the house. Now the second wave, it's worse. And people are still running around acting like there's no Rona out there. Regina Carter, Lil Wayne's daughter, celebrated her 22nd birthday in the club. Lil Wayne was out there. Toya was out there. Zanique's pregnant ass was out there. No mask. It was in the club turning up. (laughs) I mean, why do you think this is happening? I mean, it's worse, but I almost feel like people are acting like it's not worse than what it was the first time. The South is booming right now. I don't know what it is, but I know everybody is catching flights to Atlanta. So it's it's something going on out there. But I don't I think maybe people may not be taking it as serious because 
one, I think we started to live through it a little bit. And two, it's not like it's a force of shutdown everywhere. You know, it's only certain places. Other places, you're allowed to, d- I'm not going to say do whatever you want, but. Yes, what, you are. Apparently. What do you, right, right, you give somebody an inch, they're going to take a foot. So, you know. That's, one of the comments I've seen on my one of my favorite blogs that I know is one of Dex's favorite blogs, because I always like his comments was, I feel like we're not living on the same planet. And I was confused yeah. too. Like, how are they in the club? And again, like you said, it goes down to the restrictions. We can't even have 10 people in our houses, but y'all in the club turning up. I do also feel like this wave is two different things. This wave is definitely bigger because we're in our winter season, cold flu, where people would get sick, which would make me think you would want to protect yourself even more because we do know we're in our winter cold flu season on top of having this pandemic. Yeah. I think people are bored and it's one of those situations where it's like, like they're not going to let it stop them. And then if the city is allowing them to do stuff, they're going to do it. I, to be honest with you, I feel like Philadelphia will be the same way and New Jersey and everything. If the city allowed it, like the city puts like real strict restrictions up and we're not allowed to do that stuff. And people still kind of sneak and do little things here and there. But in Atlanta, like it's like their government officials are just like, I don't see nothing. <laughs> I don't see it. So you guys can do whatever you want. To do. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of DJ friends and I've talked to them. You know, I, I took this week off for Thanksgiving week mm-hmm. and I've talked to a lot of them. And a lot of them are like there's this thing in the DJ world where they're telling DJs to go down to Atlanta to work because up here there's no clubs. There's not a lot of clubs happening. A lot of things are shut down. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you got to travel to Atlanta to work and then you got to get the covid and it's like if people were being safe i would be like okay i'll show up to work but like there's not a mask in sight not a mask in sight it's been like that for months though i told y'all a couple months when i went down there it was myself it was the girls from vegas we had a mask on and people were looking at us like (laughs) (laughs) like like we were crazy for having our mask on like it's so loose down there like although a lot of the stores say it's more like mass suggested like but it's not mandatory and i just feel like it's out of control look at texas texas on thanksgiving day we're supposed to go to texas for christmas we felt good like oh texas numbers are good cnn comes on texas had the highest number (laughs) in one day and i'm like what's not where we going san antonio Well, uh, we can probably blame little baby to for those numbers because he was out in Houston yeah. Thanksgiving Eve. Same thing, packed the Houston club out. That thing looked like powerhouse and summer jam put together in the club. <laughs> <laughs> Not a mask in sight. Listen, I if I were at these clubs, first of all, you wouldn't catch me dead at none of these clubs. I, you couldn't pay me enough money. But even if I was there, I would at least have a mask on. <laughs> Like what is and then what is happening? Because, okay, I don't know why, but Regina is 22 years old. She's still kind of like in my brain, a kid, even though she's grown up. Mm -hmm. But little baby, I don't know why I feel like he should have been more responsible. And I don't know why. I mean, we should hold everyone accountable. Let me say that. But when I see Regina do it, do it, I'm like, all right, that's Regine. But when I seen little baby, I was a little disappointed. Like, little baby, I expect you to be a leader in this situation. You made the bigger picture. Like, the bigger picture of Rona is let's not get sick. But it's almost like, do these artists, <laughs> should these artists be held accountable? 
Like, do we need to start really telling them like, yo, y'all need to conduct yourself in a different way when you're out here at these public events? But who's no. going to tell them that? Because we have a president who is feels the same way that these people feel. Like, I've said this before that, like, white people, they go out here and they protest not wearing a mask. Like, remember over the summer when they were in the police officer's face coughing on them and saying, like, we shouldn't have to wear a mask and everything should be open? That's what they do. We're a different beast. We don't say anything. We just legit do what we want to do. And there is nothing we can do to hold these people accountable. Like li literally nothing we can do, nothing we can say. Atlanta is going to do what Atlanta wants to do. And I know this is happening in other places too, but Atlanta is like, they're a different breed of it. Though. It's like, it's like there are people, like for instance, on um, the, the Real Housewives, there are two of the girls that were on the show who had coronavirus at some point or another. And they still be out in the streets. It's just like, I don't get it. It's like, but then again, there are other things that we know was very, other diseases that were very prevalent in Atlanta and they still don't wear condoms. So, I mean. <laughs> oh, oh. Dex, Dex, you got to chill out. You got to chill out. Man. Am I lying? That's true, though. You got to chill out, <laughs> Listen, I don't understand it. When I was watching the, the Jeezy and Gucci Man um, verses, I'm like, what are these Gucci Man songs? Everybody in Atlanta knew every Gucci Man song. I'm like, damn, I only know five songs. And it, you're right. It's almost like a different world. Like, it's just, it's, you're right. They're different. <laughs> now, what I will say about the uh, little baby situation, um, reading the article, the owners of the club did say that they were actually below legal amount of occupancy which is crazy that's what they said that's what they said I, you know and the reason i brought this up is because they made new like the news in houston like mm -hmm. rapper packs out the club and people were were saying who is responsible now obviously uh you know we talk about artists a lot so i always feel like the artists should be held accountable especially imagine if you go to a little baby concert and you get sick and you die right from going to see little baby like as an artist that don't sit on your soul, like somebody like someone can die. Well, and because because of the numbers, the probability is somebody will probably die just from someone that was in the club that night. What's the odds do you think of, uh, I guess, just him receiving the wrong information? And what if he just showed up that day and that's what happened? He knows what's going on in the world. Like, no, 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 not, not in the world as far as just like how many people's going to be there, tickets sold, because at the end of the day, he didn't have no mask on. Project. Right. He yeah, didn't have a mask on. That's what I was going to say. You show up and there's hella people. You're like, yo, wear your masks. If you want to be a leader and you want to you want to be responsible, like I said, God forbid someone dies to go see Regina Carter turn 22 or little baby perform the bigger picture, <laughs> you know, but like too. But you like, I talking and they got cute masks, like especially for women that match your outfits. Like, wear a mask. Right, right. If you still want to go out? At least do that. Like I know with Zanique, I saw her, and she's pregnant. And her comeback was, "Oh well, I get tested every day for Family Hustle." But you're going to go to this party with all these people that don't have masks on. You don't know who has coronavirus, so yes, you may be getting tested. And let's say, okay, you still want to go to the party, but just wear a mask to protect yourself and your baby because everybody yeah. else, anyone, I know a story of a person here that knew they had coronavirus, had people come to their house and did not tell them. And then the people got it. So you're going in a club trusting that these people are going to worry about you and your unborn child. And, and like you said, they might not just be bored and be like, oh, I know I'm kind of sick. 
but I still want to go to Virgin Day party. <laughs> well, party <be> lit. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like there was that. Like who should be held responsible? Should it be the the club owner? I mean, I they, I mean, you first of all, even if you're below capacity you still allow these people to bum rush the stage. Why you ain't have things to set up? You know, you ain't have, you know how they be having little VIP lines. Yeah, I have no lines to separate people like that's a, but then B the whole thing of Regine said the same thing. Well, we got tested afterwards. We have our, the medical field overloaded like crazy. So what we think it's okay. It's like having unprotected sex or, you know, and then getting pregnant and taking plan B. Like that's not what you're supposed to use plan B for. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You, like the, just because there is a test doesn't mean it could, we could be like, oh, let's act reckless and then go get the test. You're, you're overloading the medical the medical world, they're already overloaded. So now you want to go have fun and go take a test just because you think it's fun. Yeah. They should have probably just did that beforehand. Right. Like just, you can only get in if you have, if you pass your COVID test. Child, some people ain't even got insurance. So defensive too. Like, like, like designing thing. Like it's free. You were, people were upset with you because you were in there pregnant, super pregnant in there. And people were like, yeah, like you shouldn't have been there doing this, this and the third. And she's getting upset and screaming and yelling. Could you imagine if they were like, you got to have a COVID test before you come here. Rachel and they would have went off. They don't got to have no test before they come to my party. You just want to sabotage my party. Like, it's this COVID stuff is crazy, and it's shown that we li- we literally live around the the craziest people on the planet. We really do. Yeah, and I think if it wasn't people dying, I think I would feel different. I would be like, oh, it's the flu. But there's people dying. Like Jeremiah was on his on the the his, the bed, almost about to die. Like yeah. Fred, the godson, has died. Like there's a there's another rapper. I forgot who it was. One of the old school rappers who needs a liver. Scar is it Scarface? Scarface. Yeah. I see. I see what I say. His father-in-law wasn't wearing a mask, didn't believe in COVID. Now he has it, was super sick, and now has to be on oxygen for the rest of his life. Yeah, that iced tea post was real shady, too. It was shady. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So (laughs) moving on. ASAP Rocky and Rihanna. These rumors have been floating around. Uh, They allegedly dealt with each other years ago. Apparently, they are creeping. They've been saying they're friends. You know, the best relationships start off as friendships. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that. So I love this. I've been waiting on them to date. But what are your thoughts on this? So years ago, I went to a Rihanna concert, like 2013. I think it was I went to a Rihanna concert at the Wells Fargo Center and he was there with her and the girl that I was with she was just like I think they go together they definitely go together and I was like I don't know like he, the, one of the lines he just said the only thing bigger than my ego is my mirror like I don't think that they're I don't know I don't see it I don't see it now I'm like but by the end of that concert I'm like I kind of see it. I could see those two like being together whatever and now that I'm hearing these rumors and stuff like this 100% I believe it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously I saw an interview that they did in COVID. Like it was like a FaceTime interview where it was like one of those GQ kind of things. I watched that. And they were talking. You know what that energy was. Yeah. It was just the way she was like, all right. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, oh, this is definitely, we sleeping together. And, <laughs> and obviously they've probably been friends. And through this industry, we all know it's crazy. And, you know, how you date other people. And they may have a lot of common minds. 
I mean, I'm here for it. If they're happy, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, I was looking at uh, ASAP Rocky's body count because um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's been a couple, right? So let so I I knew about Tahiri and Chanel Iman, um, but there's a couple on here I was I was surprised with Drake's baby mom allegedly. Apparently, she um, was everybody, so that's not surprising. Go ahead. Uh, Ken- Kendall and Kylie Jenner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sisters. Um, R- Rita Ora, allegedly, and Iggy Azalea, allegedly. So. Uh, no, the Rita Ora one, I've heard. Yes. Around. <laughs> you ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so considering all these women, not happy the, uh, at the possibility of ASAP Rocky settling down. Um, we have one of our guests joining us right now. Um, we're going to wait for Deanna to join us as well. But Helen. Hey, Helen. How are you, girl? Hey, how are you, girl? How you doing? I can't complain. How are you in all this craziness? Girl, we you see us, we in the Zoom, in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just talking about the craziness going down in Atlanta and Houston and how they down there partying like there's no Corona out here. Okay, there is no Rona. <laughs> there's no Rona in their world. Right. <laughs> Hello, Deanna. Deanna Williams is joining us. You guys look amazing. So um, we, in the last podcast, we're talking about the Grammys and um, every year it seems like someone's upset about the Grammys. I wanted to take this year to really just educate ourselves because I feel like uh, it's a little different this year with some of the bigger artists coming forward and saying some things that are now becoming like mainstream media. So I'm welcoming to the podcast Miss Deanna Williams. She is a former president of the Grammy Philly chapter and current board member. She's also my mentor and friend. Welcome, Deanna. And also uh, Helen Bruner. She is the co-chair of the Grammy Award and Nomination Committee. She is Grammy nominated. She's a singer, a songwriter, a producer. Um, and I've also bowled with her, right? I believe we were, we yes, were both. Yes, yes, girl. And you are a mean bowler, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Helen. <laughs> oh, glad to be here. Glad to be here, Mina. So as you know, I'm Mina. This is the rest of the Mina's House pod. <laughs> Hey, house pie. Bernard Briscoe, a.k.a. Sherlock Homeboy. Nice to meet you. Sherlock Homeboy. (laughs) Dexter, a.k.a. Dexter One. All right, Dexter. We got a full house. So I really just want to take this time to really educate people on uh, the process inside of the Grammys. Um, A lot of the times, um, especially when these lists come out, we don't know what goes into creating the list, into who even gets nominated. All we see is, oh, my God, my favorite artist or my favorite song or my favorite album is not where I think it should be. So can you just real quickly explain the process of submitting music for the Grammys? How does even an artist get considered for this? Yes. Well, any if you are a member of the Recording Academy, you can submit product. You can be a fan of that person. Many times it's been a fan that has submitted an album where the artist just didn't feel like it would work. And a fan has done it because they are a member of the Academy. And also you can be a media company. A media company means that you are an independent production company, a major production company, major label. 
or management company so they can submit a plethora of artists. That's $125 um, to do that. As a member, you just that's just one of the po- perks of being a member of the Recording Academy that you get to submit the music. And that's the entry round process. So once that happens, you have over like the general field, which you see is album of the year, best new artist of the year, um, record of the year, and song of the year, it's over, this year we got over 22,000 entries just across the board. And that particular category, the general category that I just mentioned, we had of over 1,200 people just in record of the year. So that has to be narrowed down to, um, in that field now, it's eight per, per field. So um, you need me to go further and I can take you to the next process after it goes through the entry process, it goes out to all of the 12,000 voting members. And that's narrowed down to about 20 in all the different fields that have nominating committees. There's certain committees, there's certain categories, like say pop vocalists, best pop vocalists, that's just voted on by the membership body, the voting membership body, that's it. But then you have R&B, best R&B performance, uh, best um, rap, um, also the general categories, record of the year and all that. That goes to a nominating committee of about 18 to 20 people who are experts in the particular fields of music. And then that's voted on uh, because it goes by the amount of votes that the members give, the voting members give. So whoever comes in the top 20, that goes to the nominating committees and then the nominating committees scale that down to the top eight and some in the national, in the uh, general fields and top five in the other fields. Child, that's long. How long does that process take? (laughs) It starts in July. So also in order, yeah, it's long. In order for the ability period, your record now, that go ahead. I'm sorry, D. Go ahead. What'd you say? Release. I'm sorry, Helen. The release has to have come out in a certain time frame in order to be eligible. And that is a common practice of most awards right. that are, in this case, peer awards. I think it's important for us to stress the people who are voting, voting members that Helen referred to, are members of the Recording Academy. That is the parent company that produces the Grammys. We're best known for the Grammys, but we also have Music Cares, which is a philanthropic arm of the Recording Academy. So there's several arms. We have the Latin Recording Academy, but it's people who work. Yes, Mina, you could be in <laughs> You can be in both. You could be in the- Oh, no, I don't know nothing about no Latin music. Don't put me on that <laughs> committee. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> right. But anyway, it, so as you hear, it is a very involved and intricate process that goes on for many, many months, but anyone can submit their music. They don't have to be a member of the Recording Academy to have their music considered, given that it fits the eligibility requirements, all of the requirements for submission. And as Helen mentioned, in the first round, a fee of $125. So 21,000 entries, that's what we got this year, Helen? A little over 22. We thought it would be lower because of COVID, but it actually came in about a couple thousand higher than last year and previous years. People had time. Right. So there is a process that some people have accused of being secretive, 
um, you know, that it weighs heavy in the favor of some and not the others. Mm -hmm. Very conscious of the criticisms. And Helen, as Helen is one of the highest ranking African American women in the reporting academy. <laughs> Philly in the building. She is a past president of the Philly Grammy chapter. And she is also, um, she, she's been in the hierarchy. She was a member of the executive committee, which does hirings and contracts. And she's privy to the internal workings, economically, politically, everything. So I, I give Helen tremendous kudos because she recruited me along with Thank Terry you, Jones. Dee. Thank you, Deanna. Over 22 years ago. And as you mentioned in your introduction, Nina and fam, she is a Grammy nominated producer, songwriter, artist. She's a, she's a powerful force in the music industry. And no one more than Helen Bruner wants there to be equity. Yeah. Versus oh, yeah. Transparency. Uh, mm -hmm. to the best of the ability of the Recording Academy. So I will tell you because I have known her for decades. I've worked closely with her. She recruited me. At first I was like, I don't want to be involved with those people. <laughs> yeah. They don't get <laughs> folks right. Yeah. You know, all of the criticisms that you heard, I had at one time levied. But I will tell you now, being on the inside mm -hmm. of this process as a voter, because I have enough credits to be a voting member of the Recording Academy. It, it's not, it's, it, it, it's not, oh, we're just, this year, we are not going to acknowledge so-and-so. Right. Even though they had a million streams, that's not, it's not altogether a popularity contest. It's mm -mm. peers, it's people who work full-time in the music industry voting for other people in the music business. It's a peer award. So it's not the executives who are staff members at the Grammys, at the Recording Academy. They're not doing the voting. It's mm -mm. people like Helen, who has her own label, her own production company, who is an independent recording artist. It's people like her. It's people like me. I saw somebody, somebody you know, told me that, uh, Helen, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I will share this with our audience that I blocked so-and-so from getting a Grammy. Like, <laughs> no, Whoa, that could never a happen. Powerful person. All right, just me, just me by myself, I did that. <laughs> right, you exactly. amazing if like, you did. Look, had I known that, I would have voted myself a Grammy. Oh, there you go. Listen, like <laughs> absolutely. I mean, That's look, me. being a part of the, uh, you know, leadership, elected leaders for over 18, 20. I was a millennial when I started in this thing because I really wanted our music, R&B, hip hop, jazz, gospel. I wanted that to be in the forefront and I saw where it was taking a back seat. But if if anybody had the power, I would have a Grammy every year. And I mean, I was Grammy nominated, but I didn't win. You know what I mean? So that is, you know, yeah. it really is transparency, as Deanna said. It so is the the process I that happens. I wanted mm -hmm. to ask, you talked about um, the process of the voting. Um, so what is the process for someone or a peer artist to become a member, an actual member to become a part of that process? Great question. Right. Absolutely. That's a great question. Yes. In order to become a, man, a member now, you have to be invited or find someone that is a member of the music industry 
that really is a member of the music industry or someone who is a member of the academy and they can recommend you you have to have six commercially released um, products in the same category. Let's just say if you're a vocalist. So you would have to have six commercially released physically or 12 released digitally. So if you have something that's on iTunes and it's 12 singles, or if it's an album, which really doesn't exist as much anymore, but it's an album of 12 songs that are all digital, you can be selected to become a voting member. And also you have to have career substantiation. So it can't be like you working at UPS and, you know, you kind of move <laughs> vocalist or whatever. And you're talking about, yo, my, you know, my, my, my uh, co-worker is doing this and doing that and really thinking then oh yeah and on this weekend i may do an open mic mm -mm. right <laughs> we have be a proven music industry so there is a criteria and yes. invite everyone to go to grammy that's g-r-a-m-m-y.com to get more information about the requirements for membership it's yes this has gotten a lot more hard we had a lot of people who were just music lovers trying to become members and that's not, that's, this is an organization of music industry professionals. Yeah. So with yes. people who are writing songs, engineers, producers, uh, composers, narrators, because we have a category for uh, children's, or, mm -hmm. or, what, for children's- um, Liner uh, note writers. Liner notes, you could be a writer and have mm -hmm. done one of my credits, how yeah. I got to be a voting member. I wrote several liner notes for major releases. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And that's part, those became part of my credits. And I also had credits from introducing artists. I was on a record introducing oh, Curtis Mayfield, Cool in the Gang. I was emceeing a Congressional Black Caucus concert and I got a credit on the album. It became one of my qualifying credits to submit me. First, I started as an associate artist, mm -hmm. associate member. And then as I progressed and I got more credits, then I was on a Will Downing album, talking throughout the album. I needed six more credits. I got it from that album and it put me over the top to meet all of the criteria to become a voting member of the Recording Academy. So anyway, it's a long, I mean, No, no, that was perfect. I, I love how you put that. I love that you casually just threw that out there. Like, that is amazing. Like both of you guys, yeah. even when you first got on, I felt like it was like really good energy right away. And like, oh, I feel so much more informed too. Like, mm -hmm. and, I, and it's really simple too. Like you guys, it's not like you did any rocket science. I think it's science. I, I genuinely think that if people want to know this, like ask someone or do the research. And I don't think we do that. So kudos to you, Mina, for booking the guests because- mm -hmm. Last week, I don't want you guys to listen to this episode, but last <laughs> week we were, here and we were like, this doesn't make any sense, this, that, and there, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, guys, just take a step back and just like look at what's actually happening. Because right mm -hmm. off the bat, you, you, you guys were like, there are so many submissions. So your favorite artists, they were probably submitted for it, but there's so many other it's pieces okay. of music that came out this year. It's and, and let me tell you, when I voted, I voted before the end of the deadline. It took me about two hours to vote. Oh, yeah. Because you get to vote in a certain number of categories. Uh, what is it, Helen? Is it 12? Yes, right now it's uh, 15. Oh, mm -hmm. it's 15. Okay, 15 categories mm -hmm. that you choose as a voting member. And they, we also have it set up now where you can just, if you haven't heard the song or you're not familiar and you don't remember, you can click a button and you can hear the music in its entirety. Mm -hmm. 
And that is a, something new that the Recording Academy put into play recently. But two devoted hours of my life voting <laughs> on people that many of whom, I, some who I work with, mm -hmm. I, I'm an artist development and media coach. And I work with all the record companies and I work with a plethora of artists in all genres, not just black music. Right. Um, so oftentimes I'm voting for my clients, people whose music and careers I'm intimately familiar with. Mm -hmm. And other times I am voting on the best lyrics, melody, production, all of those values that to me are important when we talk about the perpetuation of quality music. Yes. I will also mm -hmm. tell you all, and, and Mina knows this, I work with a lot of young artists who are coming off of a tip TikTok success. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> these right. record deals. I will tell you, I, I, some of these young people, I have great regard for their talent, but they don't know what happened before them and they don't know what's coming up. They just know about mm -hmm. TikTok. Right. And mm -hmm. that to me is the art, the, the kind of artist, for instance, Helen Bruner is. Helen can, she can write the song, she can go in the studio and produce the song, and then she can sing the song, and then she can go on a stage and perform the yeah. song. Right, right, right. Those days, Deanna, like, you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it from beginning to, and to Helen's point, imagine, she's part of the leadership of the Recording Academy. She didn't win a Grammy. She got nominated for one. Mm -hmm. That's okay, but that doesn't mean that she's going to stop. And I do want to mention, and I will uh, listen, I do want to go back and hear the show last week. We can stand criticism. We can oh, take yeah. a comment, but we are also grown women, very conscious women, I might add. Um, and we wouldn't be involved with some bullshit. No. Let me say this, though, um, Helen. So mm -hmm. a part of the conversation from last week was, uh, is the Grammys out of touch, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about how you actually become a voting member because you broke down who they are and how many they are. But has the Grammys taken into account some of the new ways that people become artists? For example, SoundCloud rappers or oh, yeah. TikTok stars, mm -hmm. you know, um, because that would be that portion of the younger demo that um, maybe feel like they're not being represented in these award shows. Do you guys can can I have six SoundCloud songs and apply or, or consider myself to be able to be on on the Grammy board? Yeah, I mean, that's what happened with uh, Chance the Rapper. We changed the rules because originally the rules because of Chance. You couldn't, you couldn't do it. So Chance was the first rapper or first artist just straight across the board that was nominated and won off of just straight ahead SoundCloud okay. cloud streaming. That was it. And so, so do take so, sound. Now, take now, I will tell you this. Mm -hmm. You do have to have a ICRC code or a barcode because it has to be released in some sort of fashion. And, you know, uh, SoundCloud, they put that in their uh, process. So when you, it used to be come one, come all. If you're, uh, if you have a commercially released music, six commercially released physical and 12, as I said earlier, digital, come on and join the Grammys. But what was happening, we were getting a lot of people who their parents years ago told them, no, I'm not going to pay for you to go out here to college to be some songwriter or musician. You're going to be a doctor, a lawyer. And with the onset of CD Baby 
anybody could put together a record and release it. So if you had a release, you could join the Grammys. And what happened was we had all these people who would vote who really, they were really fans of music or they were hobbyists. So we eliminated that now with where you have to go to a peer review committee. So after you your submit, with what I explained to you earlier with your credits, your career substantiation, then it goes to a peer review of elected leaders who go over your career, what you've done, and then they decide whether or not you are invited to become a voting member of the Recording Academy because what we really want, we want qualified people, we want a diversity and inclusion, we want uh, parity across the board with age. The demo seems to lean to 50 plus year old white males. So we've been trying to eliminate that. And what's happening is we're getting like Doja can't be nominated. There was a time where she would have never seen the light of day, never seen a light of day. So in or or also with um, her being nominated for song of the year. You know what I mean? But I can't breathe. So that would have never seen a time of day. But then you also have your legendary like a Coldplay and things like that. So if you are really true to the game and true to your artistry, you can become a member of the Recording Academy. We want the millennials, we want the youth because the older people are more focused and in on what it is that they want to do to, to come in and they understand the process where young people just want it now. And it's not a now thing because your career is not a now. Even a TikTok artist is still going to take time to put it out, market, produce it, and then get around to the Grammy. Yeah. Um, I just want to start this off. I know I gave Nina and Shana their flowers earlier about bringing it today, but <laughs> Y'all edges are laid. The lighting is great. Y'all skin is just, uh, it's just radiating. Y'all looking real good today. I just want to say that. Oh, you are awesome. Thank you. With it tonight. Uh, um, just looking at the Grammy nominations and everything, uh, I don't know if this is a new thing. It's new to me, but I did see, it seems like you guys were changing up the categories a little bit to at least attempt to get it right. And yeah. One that I liked and I thought it was, you know, dead on was uh, melodic performance. Mm -hmm. I, I really feel like that subcategory can honestly put things in perspective. So yes. I, I know that you spoke on it earlier saying that it was it's now it's 15. If we could just uh, anything to get it right. So I, I, I just wanted to say, uh, is there any more that's going to change like that to try to uh, narrow it down a little bit to have it make sense because I know hip hop and you know rap is such such a wide genre now as far as melodic like you said and uh, just hip hop in general. So I just want to know if it's is, is there a plan to try to get that? Absolutely. You know what happens? What we do is we listen to the will of the uh, music community. And it was like, you know, the leaders and the up and coming leaders of hip hop that called and was like, yo, manager, the managers, you know, we're dealing consistently with everyone from Drake to Lil Baby. Like, you know, they're all calling. They're saying like, yo, what are you doing? And like, you have to change this. Now, I'll give you this. For instance, in order to change a particular category's definition, you know what I mean? And to change the whole definition of it and, and what the, the title is, has to go through a process. It has to come to my committee, the awards and nominations. Somebody has to write a proposal and then that proposal has to be voted upon. It's hashed out for hours. We have three days of meetings, eight hours a day. And then that 
proposal once voted on, yes, goes to the trustees. And then the trustees have to ratify that proposal and they ask all the pertinent questions again. So it's very, it's a lot, it's a, it's a procedure, but we're trying to yeah. move quicker. Yeah, so, so if, if the community says, if the rap community says, yo, we don't like this, we want to try to change this, then what we do is we put it in the incubator, we tell them, you know, I told Eighth Wonder, I was like, yo, you got to write the proposal. You write the proposal, bring it to me, I'll help you, and if it's cool, then guess what? We're going to change it. The, the, I will fight for you in the room. And Deanna can vouch for that. I will fight for what I know is right. I, yeah. our people in the music uh, that we that we put out in the streets. And so. we invite full-time music industry people who have an interest in changing because to Helen's point earlier, the, the Recording Academy, the Grammys, was aging and it was old white men. And that just was not reflective of the reality of what was going on globally which was black music, B hip hop, wasn't getting its righteous due because we had a group of people who quite frankly didn't get it. They, they just yeah. were out of step and all due respect to my elders cause I'm an elder now too and it's all good and I love it. But they were out of step with the reality of what was going on, not just here in America, but around the globe. Mm -hmm. So we are very mindful now. We, we have internally criticized some of the practices oh, the yeah. that are going on. And we're working on fixing it because ain't nobody up in this piece perfect. I know mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm perfectly flawed. And mm -hmm. so is the Recording Academy, but we're mindful and we're working on it. We've had several public scandals or whatever you want to call them. And we're confronting them. We're dealing with them, you know, head on. So Dex, you said, you know, don't listen to last week. And you gave me a little taste of, what happened, I can only imagine, but I wanna address the criticism as well. For instance, The weekend, great artist, talented performer, and I might add, ladies and gentlemen, a three-time Grammy Award winning artist. Mm -hmm. Not one, not two, but he has three You never heard him complain about the process until this project that apparently his peers, not the public, not the people who are streaming the music because he has a ton of streams, right. that irrefutable. But on the judgment of the people making the decisions, it did not meet all of the criteria. Am I saying it correctly, Helen? Cause I don't wanna convolute. Yes. What happens is, let me just give you a little inside thing with the process. What happens when you have 20 records and you play them back to back and you they're, they're going up against each other and you hear the sonics of the record. For people who don't understand what sonics means, it's the sound of the record, the production, how the vocalist delivers the lyric, how what the lyric is comprised of, the meaning of it. And you put all of that together because you got to remember the Grammy is excellence. It's not commercialism. Now, many of our great artists like The Weeknd, and Lady Gaga and, you know, um, Beyonce, they are great artists and they, they write and they produce masterpieces. But sometimes it may be an independent artist that may not have the million dollar budget, but the, the peers know about this music and they say, look, this is a, this, this thing is banging. You know what I mean? It's like bop, it's bop all day. And they vote for it. And we listen to it and you put that up against another record 
And this person's record is killing that other record. Mm -hmm. And that's how the people who have the million dollar budgets, all these streams, and we love that record. But when you play that record next to those other records, it just doesn't hold up. It's interesting that you say that excellence, not commercialism, Mm -hmm. because that explains why you have Aunt Clemens getting nominated for best R&B or mm-hmm. Nas, J Electronica, D Smoke getting nominated for best rap album because sonically, I think they're doing things differently than what the commercial artists are doing. And that really just sparks, is there like a specific criteria? Like, is it vocal production? Is that? I'll be very transparent. If we're dealing with, I'll tell you this record of the year record of the year deals with the production. Not so much. The song has to be a great song. I understand that, but um, you're dealing with the instrumentation, Mm -hmm. the vocal performance, sonically, how it's mixed, mastered. It's all about the record. And that record is like, Oh my gosh, the great record. Now you have another record that is, is, now you have song of the year. It's not so much a, production as it is about the delivery of the lyric and the melody and how it tells a story be it if it's 120 beats per minute or only 102 beats per minute it's a ballad or up tempo but that thing the lyric and we call it the pen the pen of the songwriter because that 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 grammy doesn't go to the artist unless the artist is one of the songwriters it goes to the songwriter so just take that what we do we listen to that record and we say, can you sit down on a piano or a guitar and just play that record and sing it? And it'll still have the same emotion without all of the bells and whistles. That's your song of the year. Mm, I love right. how you put that. Like, I love yeah. the technique. Does everyone have the same criteria or is it like, like I'm in my house, I'm doing what I got to do. You're, you're like, like, we all come together it's 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 the reason why we don't say who's in the room Mm -hmm. is because if we did do you know the gifts that will come do you know or i'll pull up but i or i'll pull up (laughs) oh you you ain't vote for me i'm pulling up where my friends at (laughs) i'll tell you this if you are in the category you cannot participate you have to recuse yourself so let's say it's a major art and I'm gonna tell you this it's not just people I had deals years ago I was signed years ago to Virgin Records I became an independent artist and that's where I got a lot of things but I'm sitting there also with if I told you some of the people who are superstars that are in there with me that is listening and voting mm-hmm. it's not just elected leaders right. right major producers who are on the charts you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this is huge. The, the, the you know, Dex, it's people, it's people, young who, people who have written some of the records that y'all banging to that is bopping all. And I, I wish that I could disclose it. No, no, you're I'm good. You're good. I believe you. <laughs> who got charts, chart action for days, yeah. and then you got your 60 year old who is a legend. You know what I'm saying? That. Mm-hmm. You know, and they understand all the mechanics of a perfect vocal performance. So you got everybody who knows how to listen from an auto tune 
and understand the tricks of auto-tune where it is prolific. And then you got somebody who understands just flat foot singing or playing in that room voting on what is going to be the next Grammy nominees. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. One question I just had on the categories and you kind of answered it because in last week's show, we talked about Kanye and I can't remember the specific category, but it was like Christian, contemporary, whatever the title was. And Mm -hmm. I said, oh, is he upset because he's not in gospel? So Mm -hmm. just uh, and you kind of explained this. Is that how it was submitted? Was it submitted under that category or did the, the Grammy board put it under that category? Sometimes I wasn't in that particular room. I didn't do that room, but I, I give you a little history. I wrote the proposal for best gospel performance. There was none back in the early 2000s. Yes, Helen. Okay. So categories. Franklin and 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 Donnie McClurkin, Yolanda Adams. They weren't getting Grammys. It, it was going to record of the year, which would never work. But what happened when I wrote when it said gospel performance, the Christian. Folks, the white folks from Christian got a little upset because only black uh, um, gospel artists were winning, winning. So Shirley Caesars, Kirk Franklin. So they came up with this Christian side of it as well. So now it's gospel and it's Christian. Now, Kanye, I don't know because I wasn't in the room if he submitted his record in best gospel or best Christian. They're all in the same room reviewing the records in the screening committees. That's what's called the screening committees. They could have taken that record out of gospel and put it in Christian because it had more of a, depending on the way the music, how the music and the chord structures, because you know, with gospel music, there's certain chord structures that tell you that's gospel. Then in Christian, it's a little bit more contemporary chords that doesn't that doesn't come from a real soulful place. Yeah. So maybe why he's best Christian. Oh, because yeah. a lot of the times Christian music sounds like pop music. There if you, you really it. listen. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, Mina. That's very true. Yeah. And I think um, is, Ellen, is, we is should also perfect. mention that when you mentioned the screening committees, there are various screening committees for the different categories. Mm-hmm. The people who are in that room, the screening people, they are experts in that, that particular genre. So there's a classical screening, there's a country, uh, there's a gospel, there's a R&B, there's a hip hop. And these are all people who are certifiable working in those genres. Oh, yeah. So they mm-hmm. know they know the artist. And as Helen said, and often in cases, artists are in these screening rooms. Artists, songwriters, producers, engineers. If are- you walk into the room, you'll be in awe. Yeah, you'd be like, whoa, and you'd be like seeing some yes. of your favorite artists. And, so, and, and yeah. Listen, and they bring it. And when it's good, it's good. And when it's not, it's not. And there's many artists that were upset you know, say a Justin Bieber upset because he was removed from R&B and put in the pop. But the experts in R&B said that is not. Thank you. Record. I'm not is an expert in with some R&B influences. <laughs> you, you better not take Janae's award. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Nina. This is, so again, it is, it is not, a, a, there is some secrecy to the process as Helen explained the reason why to, if I told you oh, I'm on the uh, R&B committee, all of a sudden I would be inundated, followed, yeah. who knows, uh-huh. it, you know, 
Um, so I served on a committee that's, I can't now mention it, but a major committee, Grammy committee. And I told some people that I was on this committee because I was excited and proud. Yeah. And then somebody pulled my coattail and said, you're not supposed to disclose that you are on this committee because you can be mm -hmm. solicited, bombarded, all manner of reasons. And I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> they was going to send you a PS5, Deanna. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so how does it work with the big categories that will mix the genres together? So like with like album of the year or record mm -hmm. of the year where it's Great like, question. how does that work? Yeah. Who are those it's the same process. I mean, it's the same thing. Every... Every um, category doesn't have a nominating review committee um, like your pop vocals. They don't have it, but everybody else pretty much or world music. They don't have it. But R&B and, and the hip hop and country rock rap, they all have the nominating review committees. So in that particular committee is called the National Nominating Review Committee that handles all the air, the songs and the albums that come from different genres to make up record of the year, album of the year. And what it is, is it's, it's about 18 to 20 people from each of the genres. So you have almost from two so you have a couple of people from r&b a couple of people from pop country jazz you know and who knows it could be a classical and also hip-hop and at the end of the day a good song is a good song a good vocal is a good vocal and i don't mean that you have to be like the greatest in the world but if you sell it it's all good and we sit there and we listen to it so you may have a cold play going up against um a janae and it's like her record is standing right there so when you listen to it, it's a great record and it deserves to be album of the year nomination for album of the year. But so to your point, we have everybody from all the different genres who can listen, but we all have a commonality. And that is that we're all music lovers and we're peers and we respect the artists and what they're giving. That's so beautiful, actually. Like you make you made something that sounds both of you guys, something that's so complicated to the rest of us out here you guys simplified it so much. Like, not that I was complaining before, but like the next time I hear somebody complain, I'm going to sit them down and I'm going to have a, a quick conversation with them. Cause y'all don't even know. Like, honestly, we don't even know what we complain about. We literally just hear that our favorite artist is not nominated. And right. we're like, we love this song, but like, we're not sitting I'm, I don't know much about music. Like I'm, I don't know the beats and all that kind of, I just know what I like, but mm -hmm. it's like, you're not even giving this other music a shot. Like you've never listened to it. These people are actually sitting there. They're listening to this music. They studied it. Like let the experts do their job. Yeah, well, thank you for that. It's true. I mean, we put a lot of three days of listening. I mean, we two hours of voting, and we and we go sometimes arguments. I mean, if I tell you some of the people who I've said, I don't care, you know, look, listen to this again. Listen like, here, Drake. Sit down. Like, Sit down, Drake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you have some of the greatest in the business and 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 you know i'll tell you this though i will give you a little tidbit there's been people who've never been nominated never won a grammy who are excellent artists and they've come in and they've done the room and when they leave they say i understand i got to bring up my game wow. because even though my records are good to my fans it's not the best and i gotta i gotta take my game up and the next year guess what they were nominated wow that's what that's i wanted amazing. to say it, it really seems like just like how the Grammys is formatted and by just the description that you guys give of each category, 
it's really just like a music head like world in a sense like that that the the casual fan isn't going to understand the terminology that's being used in the description so they're mm-hmm. always going to think it's wrong because they don't know what the heck is going on in the right. sense, right but i also think too that you know uh artists i feel like you know, they just create. And a lot of times they don't know what they're creating. They're just creating their best work. So mm-hmm. they not necessarily, they may not know exactly what they fall into either until it gets down to that point. That That is true. You make a great point because a lot of people will get pissed off because they submit a blues record to R&B and swear it's like R&B. Right. And it's a straight out, don't do it, baby. You know what I mean? It's like because right, right, right. in their mind they really wanted to be that. Mm-hmm. They really do, and everybody in their family told them that it was. <laughs> and it's just not. And when you have experts, twenty people saying, "I'm sorry, it's got to go." Yeah, you know. And then you have some artists who are slick, who will submit something in a category, and they know that's not what it is, but they know that it's a small category, and it'll get a nomination. So we got to ah, things out as well. Slick, <laughs> that is really crafty, and that's why we, we. Um, I'll tell you this: when Jimmy Jam was the um, was the chair, and he had me on his executive committee as well, and he said, "Look." We need to create an R&B screening committee because we can't have Michael McDonald consistently coming in there and no Mary. And at that time, Whitney was still living and and Maxwell and Jill and Erica and all of them. They were being just obliviated because Michael's. Michael yeah. sound black. That's why. Couldn't get in. So we we came up and we wrote the proposal to make the R and B screening committee so we could keep those things from happening. Cause you had one, you know, white person that did, oh, and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> is that why there's three r&b categories it's literally i remember when it was one category now it's progressive r&b best r&b traditional r&b is that why it's broken down like that now well because you know what our music is ever evolving that's the one thing i can say about r&b music community it's always evolving so really traditional r&b used to be it used to be the, the old people's category. And then it became like the singer's category. Like anybody who really was blowing, they got into that. And now like the neo soul is considered traditional in R&B. So the progressive stuff is more like your Summer Walker, you know, Lucky Day, all of that stuff. So we tried to make it so if Lucky's in there and Lettucey's there, Lettucey has a home and so does Lucky. Right. Yeah, because Lucky needs his Grammy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was nominated what four times last that, year, but that's my boo. So you need oh, to get I one. I love his whole team. I, love his whole team. He's a, we, I let him in my head. In your head. Oh, I, got you. I worked with Lucky yeah. Day. Oh, oh Lucky is awesome. At the Clive Davis party I'm last year, they put him all the way in the back. And I'm saying this young man has four Grammys. Why is he all the way in the back in the press section mm-hmm. that they put all? <laughs> And I said, wait a minute now. I said, that's not 
that's you know because it's a it's a free event that you're just invited to. Deanna knows this, and I moved him up to our table. And him and D Mill, who does a lot of the production for him, those kids were so elated when they were sitting there. And then Anthony Hamilton came over to the table, and then there was Kim, and then there was all these people, and everybody came over. It was like a part, and then uh, Puffy and. And, and Jay and, and B and everybody was there and it just made his night. He couldn't believe he was there. He's so, so talented. He's, he's my boo in my head like Skip Marley. Him and Skip. <laughs> right in I here. With him too. I worked with him. You know, then you might need to come with me to work. <laughs> Hello. I will call every day, D. These are my clients. That's why y'all show up to work glowing. That's why. <laughs> I do and, have and a question like you for you guys. Know, the trustee board you know who's a trustee from Houston? Yolanda Adams. From L.A., John Legend. Um, Jonathan McReynolds out in um, Chicago. Uh, another of my clients. Harry Lynn Carrington. These yeah. are people who are helping to make these decisions. So there's no joke. This is like... These are bona fide, talented individuals who know music. They know quality music. And like Helen said, we all we have a computer, most of us. You have GarageBand on it or some kind of, mm-hmm. some kind of program mm-hmm. that allows you to make beats or do something. Uh, auto-tune, real big sound in music these days. You know, me personally, I want an artist who can sing me the record just like this, the, the record in person. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to hear. Well, D. I don't want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear effects. I want to hear adulterated <laughs> soul. Some I'm of them can't do that, D. That's why they don't get nominated. So back to Helen's point earlier about a criteria of excellence and a judgment based on people who are knowledgeable, who know this music, who are living this music, the people in that room who are making decisions. They know, they are people that know. And guess what? If you, if you're listening now and you are, you fit the criteria, go to grammy.com and you wish to be a member, you need to get another member who is a current member to vouch for you to help bring you into the organization. Because like Helen said, now the people who are in here, the next crew of people, these are serious music industry professionals in some level some aspect of the business you know Mm -hmm. we want it to be fair we want it to be you know the the question nina and i were talking earlier today Mm -hmm. about uh diversity and i know this is not quite on the topic of the award process but i think we've kind of given you a good overview of that process but you know diversity uh like i said at one point it was it was aging it was white folks and it doesn't look like that now our current interim president Harvey Mason Jr. is a black man. We have a diversity, a DNI person. Um, I'm sorry, tell me the sister's name because she's new, Helen. Yes, but Lisa Butterfly Jones. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, you know, the staff is becoming more diversified uh, because we are cognizant that we live in, it, it ain't just a white world. And while people of color may be um, a certain percentage of the population, we are ever growing. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we wish to uh, just you know, get rid of other white, of white folks who've been in control. No, we want parity. We want a seat at the table, and we want to do this together because it's our global human culture. Mm-hmm. The last I checked, I'm a said. real black black music advocate. Black music is at the top of all the charts around the world, except for maybe with BTS, Korea. 
They yeah. Keep them there. <laughs> yeah. They can, they can keep them. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I for you guys though. Um, what's your favorite part after the, you you voted for two hours and you all that stuff is done and it, and you, it's pet it's it's done. It's Grammy night and normal Grammy night, not 2020 Grammy night. What's your favorite part of that situation? Oh, going to the Grammys. Yeah. Oh, lovely question, Helen. I'll let you go first. Well, you know it's Grammy week, so we Grammy week, we yes, yes, land, baby, oh, and we- it is party, party, party. I mean, it's like <laughs> the other. But I would say after the um, the actual Grammy Awards, I I really love the the uh, premiere ceremonies. Um, for me, when I see the the little person who you know runs up and gets their Grammy, that is just amazing. And then for the main show, when um, I know that I played a part in helping to change somebody's life because mm-hmm. your your uh, tax bracket goes up exponentially when you win a Grammy right. or when you become Grammy nominated. It does change your bookings, which you can demand. So knowing that I helped to change someone's life for me and see them get up there and thank the Academy or whatever, I know I'm a part of that process. And that to me is just an awesome, awesome feeling. Yeah, to Helen's point, it is a week. And for me, it's great. I love the nominations process, but I love to hear, like recently last week, we announced who Mm -hmm. the nominees were. And for me, I do artist development and media coaching. And so first thing I'm looking for are the people that I voted for who are my clients. Because then what I'm doing is I'm calling them, I'm texting them, I'm emailing them and congratulating them also on my social media, mm-hmm. uh, praising them because of the great music and the reward that they have received from their peer group. So that's where it starts for me. But Grammy Week is always wonderful. It's an opportunity to, um, to congregate, to net weave. I call it net weave instead of networking, but to, to power net weave with like-minded people who are creatives, brilliantly talented. Uh, there's a community, there's a vibe and a warmth in our music industry community. So you get a chance to see your people from Texas or your people from LA or New York or, you know, and I've met tons of people, great folks mm-hmm. who are creating music. And to Helen's point, to see, cause we have things that are not televised. You know, we've got, it's, it's a limited time for the uh-huh. actual telecast, but we have award presentations um, in the scientific ceremony. What, what is that called again, Helen? The premiere, the premiere, it's streamed on Grammy.com, but right, it's not, yeah. Yeah. not on national television. Mm-hmm. Right, so I love going to those yeah. events for the same mm-hmm. reason that Helen cited, because you get to see people who you know were grinding, spend all their money, putting in putting in the work and of a certain level that is being recognized by their peers. So it's fun, it's fun to get dressed up. We have the best parties. Food. The best, the best food. <laughs> party. What? Um, and, and it's just the satisfaction of seeing people win and achieve their dreams. You know, I told you I do artist development and media coaching mm-hmm. and almost every artist that I work with from Rihanna to Justin Bieber and others, all cite their desire to win a Grammy. It is a recognition from people who do what you do as well. And that appears to be, and the Grammy Award, like the Oscar, like the Tony, like the Emmy, those are awards that are celebrating excellence. And so who doesn't want that? 
So salute to the nominees, to the people who submitted. Uh, I know people who have submitted time and time again. And like Helen said, eventually get noticed Mm -hmm. for their diligence and their talent. Nas. Yes. Can can Nas get a Grammy this year, Helen? (laughs) You know what, let's listen, he deserves it. He definitely does. (laughs) Now what happens, I don't know. But the beauty is that you can listen to those five. It's better than having to try to listen to like a thousand. You know what I mean? Like it's impossible. You kind of go through it and skip around. But he has a great chance and he's so well respected. Mm-hmm. So well respected. So what we need, that's why we need qualified voting members, because we don't want somebody who's got this 16 year old in the back and they say, yo, who's the hottest rapper right now? Oh, little baby. You know what I mean? You know, we don't. <laughs> to happen to Nas because he really needs to be listened to and if they feel that he is the best if the voting members feel he is the best then he needs he deserves it yeah 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 I definitely think there needs to be more like uh separation in the hip-hop and rap category uh for for that exact reason because when you talk about even who's nominated for rap album it's very different from best rap song and best rap performance and now I Right. So it needs to be kind of broken down just a little bit more so that, you know, maybe a best rap contemporary or something, because Mm -hmm. it it was a little it was a little weird to see like all the songs that we hear on the radio in the best rap song category. But then when you go over to best rap album, it's all these albums of people that we may not hear on the day to day. Yeah, because that's what happens when they listen to the whole body of work. And that's another thing. Let's just go back to Nas. You know, and there's a side of us that wants Nas to get it because it's Nas. Right. But it's Nas's work. This pro- you cannot you we never um think of you or or listen to you on your body of work. We listen to the work that you submitted this year. Mm. So, so with yeah. Nas <laughs> You don't want me on that committee. I would have been like, Nas needs a Grammy, Nas. We're <laughs> like, get me out the room. We can't do that. We have to say, is this Nas's best work for this year up against those four other people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those four other products. If it is, and when you listen to his work against all the others, if it is the best, he's going to get that Grammy. Mm. Guaranteed, it's his. But if it's more nostalgic, he's not going to get it. If that's why he's got the nomination. So if there were people in the room that felt more like you, Mina, who who gave it to him because it's Nas, he won't get the Grammy. Guaranteed, because he's got to go through twelve thousand people, not just those twenty in that 20. room. Twenty, right, right. So we have twelve chapters. There are twelve chapters of uh, recording <laughs> mm-hmm. around the country. Uh, New York, Atlanta, um, Philadelphia, uh, Chicago. So we're spread out all over the Northwest, um, up in um, Seattle, mm -hmm, Washington State. So we have over 12,000 members who are voting for these uh, various categories when it gets down to uh, the the nominations. So it's exciting. It is. Coming up, it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. We are grateful to you. Yeah, thank you. All of you. you. That's true. We're very grateful to you for, you know, it's important to get the information out because what happens is you just hear the negatives 
You hear the yeah. negatives and the criticisms. You don't hear from people like myself and Helen. And you know, when I asked Helen, Mina invited us, I was like, Helen, we have an opportunity to, to reach an audience that needs to hear because yes. your audience are young people and we need and want you to be a part of the Recording Academy. We're gonna, at some point, yeah. we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna raise up out of here. So we <laughs> need the next generation. We want young people to come and be part of the process and make decisions about our music. And I yeah. wanted people to understand, how, how do we get to this place, you know? And to understand what we're looking at. You know, and that's really what I wanted to do, because I'm pretty sure nobody's going in there saying we don't want the weekend to get no nominations. You know, yeah. like no one's going in there with that intention. It's more so it's more so this is just how the things stacked up. It's how it works. It's right. a weighted it's a weighted vote. So I could have voted for the weekend, but somebody else may have voted for him, too. And maybe they put him at number five. OK, and then say somebody else put him at number seven. And then you have the others that they put at number one, number two, number three. So what happens is at the end of the day, his numbers may not have added up as strong as the others. Not that they didn't vote for him, but it's a weighted vote. Mm. So number one is going to get more votes than your number eight. Right. So he just didn't get as many votes or at a higher number is a possibility than yeah than someone than someone else some of the other nominees yeah so that's how that works where he he absolutely you know what i mean he's there but did he get those votes that he needed to get the nomination it could have been one off it could have just been one you don't know it's a numbers game you know what i mean but but um his his artistry is well respected and i mean and it's, he's it's a three-time Grammy Award right. winner. <laughs> and, and, and Dexter, you never heard him complain about the Grammys never. Never. last week. Um, so, you know, and, and again, major artists to Mina's introduction, many from Jay-Z to you name them, they've complained. Meanwhile, Jay-Z's wife has more nominations this year than any other female artist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's racking them up as yeah. time progresses. She's yeah. being rewarded for great music, great yeah. visuals, you know, cause we also have a category for videos. Mm -hmm. Yes. The video director and become mm -hmm. a, a voting member of the Recording Academy. So there is a category you could do real talk. Let me tell you, I was, when I was doing my voting recently, I was like, I need to write a children's book. <laughs> we, have, we have a section for audio. Michelle Obama won a Grammy last year. Yeah, she did. Narration of her book, Becoming. She's a Grammy mm -hmm. winner. Mm -hmm. So yeah, real talk, I saw that children. I was like, uh, I'm talented. I can write. I got a grandchild. Oh, a <laughs> go for my Grammy, Nina. I I said, you better get it. Okay, so Helen's not the only one can be Grammy nominated. <laughs> Listen, you know, those publishing houses, they go in hard. Now, um, like um, advertising and billboard and variety and all of that stuff. They don't take this thing lightly. And, you know, for the kids that are out there, really, really hone your craft, meaning study and learn. And when you listen to your record that you made in your, you know, at home, in your room or at your boy or your girl's house, play it right up against the hottest record on the charts. And if your record doesn't sound like that, then, you know, you got to go back into the lab and start again. 
Because mm. you want to reach that. And if you can get that close in your room, imagine what you could do if you got a budget behind you. Right. Right. D, you better get your Grammy. You can charge three times what you're charging now. Listen. Real talk. That's real talk. Yes, Mina. I need that. I need that. I need that. Real, real quickly, it's been really interesting to see how the different um, award shows have handled the pandemic. From the AMAs to the BET Awards to the Soul Train Awards recently, uh, you know, the, B- the BET Hip Hop Awards. How is the Grammys going to handle it this year? Are you doing kind of like what the AMAs did, where it's it's all over the place. Are you going to have like socially distant viewers like the Soul Train Awards? Have you guys talked about that yet? It's top secret. Tells <laughs> 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 you they, just that's it. All so, right. Uh, well, well that right we, the Grammys okay. right that's just that set the bar. So let's see. Yeah, two we'll minutes. see. Can't share those secrets now. Yeah, it's January thirty first, right? Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did my homework, Helen. <laughs> now I'm gonna beat you in bowling. We all can do And your co-hosts are awesome. You guys, you ask great questions. You really got it. And I thank you so much for inviting me and you know to come and Deanna. It's really wonderful to talk about this. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions? Anything else, guys? Uh, I just want to say you guys were really amazing. Like, and, and I really mean that. Like, I am, I'm really floored by like this information right now. I am because like, I, I like being ignorant. Like I like not knowing something and then literally somebody just pouring this information into my head. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really an expert now. So I can. <laughs> well, relax, Dex. Reel it in. <laughs> you all have been gracious. We are honored you invited us. And any other time you want to know about the Grammys, reach out to us. Uh, yes. Helen's available. I'm available. I'm Deanna, D-Y-A-N-A, at Influence Entertainment. Oh, wow. And that's give you the email. Yeah, yeah, I think you were giving us on Instagram. I was ready to follow you on I'm Instagram. Fine, but you can you might get some D pics, D. Absolutely. I'm uh not my child. But anyway, the website is influenceentertainment.com. Helen. Yes. And uh you can follow us on um Instagram. It's Helen H-E-L-E-N A-N-D Terry T-E-R-R-Y. Helen and Terry. And just come on. You can DM me, whatever. I'll get right back to you. And then I'll give you all information. And um, I'll help you in any kind of way because somebody helped me. Exactly. And you know what I mean? So, and that was Deanna and so many others and Patty LaBelle and exactly. so many others that have really shed, you know, and really just built me up. So I'm and ready. Shout out the members of the Recording Academy, all yes. the nominees, everybody who submitted and we'll submit in the future. And we want to thank each of you for your time, for your beautiful questions. Yes. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to just kind of take the veil off that many people perceive us to have and to share with you quite openly what the yes. is. At and Pooh, you wanted to say something, Pooh? Yeah, I, I just wanted to ask a good question. Out of all, you know, you said the Grammys was a week long. You know, you've been to the Grammys probably plenty of times. Somebody had to do it the best. Who threw the best parties out of everybody? <laughs> What's the best party you go into Grammy week? You know what? To me, the best party is, it's a gentleman from, um, 
he actually is part of our chapter. You're talking about and Ted, he is VP at Morgan Stanley. His name is Ted Reed. Oh, yes, yes Ted. Yes. That's Ted's my guy. Ted's party is Black Hollywood shows yes. up. Yeah. With down to um her. I mean, everybody is there from Lil Baby all the way to Jay. I mean, every I swear, I've not seen a time where there hasn't been. It's just amazing. And it's, that's a, that's a, a non-Grammy official party. I think he was asking about Grammy parties. The actual um, Grammy parties? Actual no, Grammy this, parties? Period. The whole oh, that, that week. Party. Oh, it's yeah. Ted Reed's party. It's Ted yeah. Reed's party. And it, like Helen said, it is a who's who. You turn around. Yeah. You're bumping into people. It is a power forward opportunity. Uh, I've never been to Jay-Z's The Rock Nation brunch, mm -hmm. but I hear it's fabulous. It's Helen, banging, you know, girl. It's banging. Helen, yeah. did you go, didn't you go last year? Time, just one time. But I would say Clive Davis' party is amazing. You go to Clive Davis' party every yes. year, though. Yes. I've seen yes. Beyonce. I felt like I was looking at an angel. I was like, Beyonce's right there. <laughs> Wow. Uh, it was, was it everything that it's made out to be, Lena? It's amazing. I mean, it's free food and it's like every artist just mm -hmm. walking around like the, it's Absolutely. like she's walking around like she's not Beyonce. Yeah. 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 Because she's at home. Right. That's what I, like everybody, we all people like, you know what I mean? And so many of so many artists, you know, huge superstars because they're all when we sit in the room, I'm telling you, I wish you could be a fly on the wall. I mean, you know, folks is like, all right, kicking the shoes off. And, you know, we talk about our kids and, you know, just different stuff. So, and I'm talking about everybody. But here's and what I want to so say. Sly and the Family Stone, it's an old school song, but they said it best when they said, everybody is a star. Yes. Everybody is yes. a star. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wind and Fire said, you're a shining star. Yeah. No matter who we all shine, we all have our different level of brilliance, but as do you. So thank you for having us. We thank you so, so much, much, guys. Thank you so thank much. You. All right. Bye, ladies. Bye. Be blessed. Yeah. Happy holidays. Keep up the good work, y'all. Thank, thank you for you. joining us. Great job, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bowling. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. How amazing was that? Yeah, it was so amazing. Look at Deanna doing her little fade out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she all fancy. With a fade. Oh, a is fade. fade <laughs> Guys, I know it was a lot because there were there was literally like six of us, you know. So oh, it was good. It was it was, it was informative. Absolutely. So, um, well, that's that's the pod. Thank you to Helen and Deanna for joining us and just educating us. And I think the big takeaway is, you know, the more of our artists that we can get into the Recording Academy, the the more different these categories will look and these nominations will look. So that's really what what it comes down to. And based on what they said, I feel like they are moving in a direction where they are trying to be uh, more diverse. So yeah. at, at least, you know, that that is on their radar. So that sums everything up. You guys want to add anything? No, that was amazing. I love it. It really was. Dex, go. Dex, you dipped on us, man. Uh, <laughs> Dex, you know, uh, Dex probably going to bed. He he had two weeks of, he's so excited. 
<laughs> he had two that weeks. That's when he gets excited. It's hilarious. He's like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. This is so amazing. <laughs> so he, he, he's had enough excitement for a day. He went to bed. Um, thank you guys for uh, watching and listening. Uh, please subscribe on the YouTube. I yeah. see our numbers slowly going up and it just feels good. Um, I also want to thank everyone that's listening in different countries. Um, you know, this podcast thing is a worldwide thing. Anybody can find it on the Internet. And I was just really pleased to see that, you know, we are trending well in other countries. Um, and just want to kind of outline that we are um, position 28 in the music category in Egypt. We are at position 114 in the music category in Guatemala. Oye, Guatemala, ¿cómo están? Oye, ¿dónde están los tostones? No, they don't have tostones in Guatemala. And then we're on position 224 in the music category in Ecuador. So, the new Ecuador was a thing and they know about yeah. us. Yes. Where's the ceviche at? <laughs> <laughs> so um, thank you to everyone listening, um, not just abroad, but also in the States. Uh, we appreciate your support. Please find us on YouTube. Subscribe. The Mina's House podcast. Of course, audio version is on SoundCloud. Uh, I, you know, iTunes, Google podcast, podcast app. All of that. Okay. So thank you and have a great day. And we'll talk to you next week. I mean, to say what? I'm Shayna B. Barnett Briscoe, a.k.a. Sherlock Homeboy. And Dexa One went to bed. (laughs) And this is the Venus House Podcast. Bye.